It's time for Fat Dude Digs Flicks with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks. This is your resident fat dude, Andy, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm going to try and make this one pretty short, just so that I have an episode out there. Uh, I'm sorry about the inconsistency in getting these podcasts out. Uh, what's been happening is, is I, I mean, if you, if you follow me on Facebook, you kind of know that every Friday morning uh, I have a segment on a local radio show, uh, and it's about 20, 20, you know, anywhere between 15 to minutes to half an hour uh, of me talking with my friend Greg uh, about movies that are playing in Sioux Falls or things that I've watched on Netflix, uh, and that's kind of taken a lot of my focus off the podcast because I'm already talking about stuff. Uh, also on Facebook, you'll see that I do an amuse-a-bouche, an amuse-a-bouche right after a movie is over uh, to kind of give my quick thoughts on something before I get a written review down. Uh, but the pod- podcast has kind of been falling by the wayside. And I feel bad about that because, I mean, I really enjoy doing podcasts. I probably have like five people that listen on a regular basis, but even so, like, I like doing this. Like, right now, I'm sitting in my car uh, after work in front of the house uh, because I don't want to wake my girlfriend up when I go in inside and record, so I'm doing this right in front of the house. Hey, babe. Uh, so, I, I just want to take a few minutes to kind of talk about some things that I've seen uh, lately, and uh, yeah, just kind of chit-chat about movies in a way that I wouldn't usually get to. Uh, I'm trying to watch as much Filmstruck as I can before this, uh, November 29th, uh, because I don't know if you've heard it or not, but uh, Warner, Time Warner, Warner Entertainment, whatever it's called, whatever AT&T has now called their Warner division, uh, has pulled the plug on Filmstruck, and it is going away uh, as of November 29th. Now, Filmstruck is kind of paired up with Turner Classic Movies. They have a lot of classics, a lot of older foreign films, uh, a lot of documentaries. Uh, they also have a Criterion Collection on there, which I am a huge Criterion Collection fan. Uh, yeah, they are getting rid of it. And for a lot of uh, movies past a certain time period, it's going to be a lot more difficult to find them. Uh, online until, you know, Criterion or Turner Classic Movies comes up with some new kind of service. It would be nice if Filmstruck would find a new home, but that's not really guaranteed right now. So when Filmstruck closes, a lot of these movies are gone. So I've been trying to go through my list and watch a bunch of these movies, um, and it's fun. I really like it. I really like what it opens my eyes up to. Uh, Last night I watched a film called Zala, uh, which is from Senegal. And it's a story of a man who is... uh, He's a polygamist. And he is having his third marriage. He's a politician as well. And he's corrupt. And he gets a curse placed on him on the the evening of his third marriage uh, that makes him impotent. He's not able to perform sexually with his new wife. And this makes him kind of question his manhood and try to figure out what he needs to do in order to, uh, you know, perform uh, again with his with his new wife. And yeah, it, it was fine. It was it was an okay movie. I didn't like it as much as some of the other stuff I've seen. There was just a lot of extra 
padding, I thought. If it was a little more streamlined, I would have probably enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, I think probably at its time, it would have been really relevant, uh, and the social, the political satire would have probably uh, been a little bit more resonant. And now that it's been 40 years, 40 plus years since it's been released, and I'm an American who doesn't really know what Senegal politics are all about, uh, it doesn't click as well with me. But I mean, it's it's cool for me that I've been I, I got a chance to see this movie because I don't uh, typically watch movies from that country, uh, so it's kind of fun to to get exposed to new things. Um, but the, the downside to trying to watch all of these filmstruck movies is that. My, my brain gets fried like these are these are movies that require a little more patience a little more uh, attention like I can't just be you know half watching them to, to catch all of the plot points and the nuances of the characters and things like that like I've really got to focus in on these and that's not a bad thing for me because I, watching movies is what I love doing but it gets hard to watch nothing but those because you know, sometimes I want a break. And so last night after Zala, I was like, I need to watch something else. So instead of watching another Filmstruck movie from my queue of, you know, 50-something movies that I want to try and watch by the end of the month, I decided to watch something really stupid on Shudder instead. And, you know, I enjoyed it, but man, I, I feel kind of bad because, you know, that's one movie that I, I didn't get to watch on Filmstruck. So, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really happy that they're getting rid of Filmstruck. I think, yeah, it might be a niche service, a niche, niche, niche service. I'm tired. My words are not correct. Uh, that doesn't really have a wide subscriber base, but the ones that it has are fiercely loyal and really enjoy what, what Filmstrick has to offer. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed. I'm going to be really disappointed when Filmstrick goes away. Uh, it's been a, a really exciting couple of years just for the stuff that it's given me the opportunity to see. And, you know, because I'm still a Criterion collector, I will still get to watch a bunch of these things. Uh, but yeah, there's quite a bit that I'll never get to see because I'm sure I will miss them by the time Filmstruck goes away. So I'm trying to prioritize my list and watch things that aren't on Criterion first uh, that I've never heard of. Uh, but even that sometimes gets iffy because, you know, it just really depends on my mood. But by the end of the week, I want to try and watch The Best Years of Our Lives, which is currently on Filmstruck, uh, a, um, old American older American war film. Uh, and then I also want to see Come and See, which I think is Russian? Russian or German. Uh, I'd really like to see that one, too. They're both on Filmstruck. They're on my list. I'm going to try and get them watched, uh, hopefully by the end of the week, definitely by November 29th. Um, what else can I talk about? Oh, I was able to go see uh, The Girl in the Spider's Web on this past Friday. Uh, I did not love it. I thought it was fine. Perfectly satisfactory. Um, but I wasn't... Was nowhere near as engaged with that movie uh, as I was uh, David Fincher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I thought Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was a lot more stylish, uh, a lot darker, kind of a, a really edge-of-your-seat suspense thriller. Uh, this one kind of turned Lisbeth Salander into a, I don't know, a Bond-like hacker 
Uh, and it was more, it felt more action driven to me. And I don't know, there was really no sense of style to it. It just looked very typical. And I mean, I, I didn't have a terrible time. I didn't think it was awful. I just think that because it didn't have anything about it that really stood out as spectacular, I think it's something that I can confidently recommend to people to watch uh, when it plays on FX or TBS in a couple of years on like a Sunday afternoon. I mean, that's that's fine. It's the best way to watch it because there's not anything, there's nothing really to it. It's just kind of, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm also I'm also not on the Claire Foy bandwagon just yet. Uh, she's been I've seen her in three movies now this year, and she's been fine in all of them. But she's not. I don't. I, I mean, she's chameleon. She hasn't done anything. Uh, no, no two parts have repeated themselves. So that's been cool. Um, but you know. I don't know. I'm just there's something about her that I'm not really linked into yet. I haven't watched The Crown yet on Netflix, and I probably once I watch that series, I will really like her a lot more. Um, but as of right now, I'm not on the Foy bandwagon. Um, and yeah, the movie was fine. So for uh, the Girl in the Spider's Web, I gave it two and a half tacos. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's something you don't know. You don't have to rush out and see it. Nobody did apparently because it didn't make. It wasn't even in the top three movies in America this week. Uh, so yeah, just wait until it comes on TV, and uh, yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, the last thing that I think I will talk about for now, and then I gotta move my butt inside and go to sleep, uh, as I want to talk a little bit more about Bohemian Rhapsody. I was able to talk about it the week that it came out on the radio show, um, but I want to talk about, talk just a little bit about it now. Um, I kind of get, uh, how people may be irritated with me when I swing back to... A movie that I didn't like in a negative review. Like, if let's say, if I were to review, I don't know, something that came out this week and I didn't like it, and I made a reference to, well, at least it's not as bad as The Predator, or at least it's not as bad as Venom. I get it now, how people probably get irritated with that, uh, because Bohemian Rhapsody is becoming a bit of a punchline uh, with film critics, because, yeah, they did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> they did not like it at all. Uh, and it's hard. It hurts my heart a little bit. I get it. I get where they're coming from. It's very paint-by-numbers, and the thing that really stands out about the movie is the music. Uh, because Queen's music is the best music ever. You heard it here. That's how I feel. Um, and the movie is is very much a paint-by-numbers biopic. It's, it, does, it follows the biopic formula... Uh, to a T, and it just fits Queen's story in that template. And I get that. I get that that could be a little frustrating. And people get upset because they've kind of fudged the truth a little bit to make it so it's more dramatic. And I get being upset at that too, but... I gotta throw it back. I've got my I've got my floor to say something, so I'm going to say it here and now. Uh, earlier this year, uh, when Black Klansman came out, the director of Sorry to Bother You made a post about how he did not like Black Klansman because of all the liberties that Spike Lee took with the storyline, and that the whole ending of the film was fabricated, um, and it was a very you know 
tense, action-packed, suspenseful ending uh, that is kind of the the, the th- most thrilling point of the movie. I love Black Klansman. I thought Black Klansman was great and probably one of the best movies of the year. And I get that adapting that storyline to kind of fit it into something has, you know, maybe it serves a different purpose. But my thing is, is that if you're going to go hard on Bohemian Rhapsody for changing the facts of someone's life, you got to go hard on all of them. Like, you can't just pick and choose, well, this one's inaccurate, but so is this one, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything about it. If you're going to, to pick apart a movie because it's, it's not historically accurate or it's kind of cherry-picking its facts... I only think it's fair to go after all of them. And yeah, Spike Lee's Black Klansman is, is one of the best movies of the year, and probably on a completely different level level than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And me, even loving the movie and loving Queen, can say that. Uh, you still have to, you know, call it what it is, and if the facts are fictionalized, it's not completely true. So just say it. Just say that Black Klansman isn't completely true either. Anyway, this is sour grapes coming from somebody who's just irritated at reading all of the uh, negativity about Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Again, I know it's not one of the best movies of the year. That's not ever been part of my my um, stance on it. But but uh, I think that Rami Malek gives a great performance. I think uh, the film does a wonderful job of showing the band Queen like doing their thing and being awesome. Uh, and I think it's a good Cliff's Notes version for people who want to learn about this band. So I will I will defend and enjoy uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and I will recommend it to people to go see. But I get where people come from and saying it's not the best but I think at a certain point you can kind of stop leaning so hard into it because other movies do the same thing um yeah uh, oh also Bohemian Rhapsody was the number two movie at the box office this weekend with only a 30% drop that's pretty pretty impressive uh, a lot of movies once they're number one open at number one and then fall in position the following week have a bigger drop than that 30 percent is not bad it took in 50 million it's opening weekend and it took in 31 million this past weekend so that's pretty good bohemian rhapsody bohemian rhapsody could probably eclipse 100 million dollars so that makes it a bonafide hit holla that's awesome so, well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for that. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, go see it. Yeah, you, you might not like it as much as I do, and you might find it a little typical. But, hey, that's that's fine. Movies will do that. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it. I'm going to try and see Overlord this week, and I really have my fingers crossed that we will get Widows uh, or Suspiria in town, or both, or both of them this week. Um, if we don't get... Suspiria. I will probably go see The Grinch on Friday and Widows Thursday night and Overlord Wednesday. I'm going backwards. That's because that's what people do. Um, I refuse. I refuse to see Fantastic Beasts 2. Um, I didn't really like the first one and I really don't like Johnny Depp. So I kind of refuse to see anything that he's in these days. Um, that's just on me. Uh, so, I mean, the only way that I will see 
Fantastic Beasts 2 is if someone decides they want to donate a Cinemark or Fandango gift card to me at FatDudeDigsFlicks at gmail.com. Uh, you donate anything my way and put a request for a movie, and I will definitely go see it, definitely do a review on it, and even do a podcast or a video about it, because that's what I'm here for. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for Fat Dude Digs Flicks. I review every single movie I watch, and I will post about it and post each each different social media gets a little uh, uh, bit of joy, bit of love from me that the other ones don't experience. Um, subscribe to this podcast. Like it. Leave a review. It'd be cool to have some uh, subscriptions and reviews and you know star ratings and stuff on the various podcasting services like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. It'd be really cool. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I'll have a video one of these days. I promise. I really will. I want to. I want to do more video stuff. Uh, it's just I, I, I need an idea. So once I have an idea, I'll be good to go. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.